But anyway, it's a privilege to be with you this evening and uh, be a part of your Bible school and be this part. And, uh, God has blessed. If there's ever been a day and time for the God's children, uh, ought to get together and pray and work together and lift up his precious and holy sweet name. It's this day and age, right now, we're living. You know, the Bible talks about the end of time. You begin to look at the things that happen. Nobody don't know the end, but God knows the end. And everything, we're living in dangerous times. It's even dangerous to go to the supermarket anymore. Leave the house, gas pump. Uh, people are, are dying because the people are wicked and living in a time of trying to prove a point of some sort in their uh, lives that we have. Never thought the day would come where people would murder our uh, police officers and our uh, men and women that are struggling to keep us safe. Could you imagine what a place that it would be without law enforcement and our uh, servicemen and women and the place that we live in? Uh, it would be bad. Uh, but tonight, I begin to think about, I'm going to uh, go to the first book, a chapter uh, in the book of Psalms. Now, these three verses uh, there that we're going to read tonight, there are only six in that chapter. I like this chapter but it, because it talks about the ungodly and it talks about the godly. When you begin to think about these things, uh, uh, when David wrote this to uh, coincide uh, uh, with the Spirit of God to give direction uh, and leadership uh, Unto God's people, it does it in the first three verses. Uh, now, the uh, 3 through 6 tells us uh, about the ungodly. It just, in the Bible, it, it specifies seven different uh, kind of people that are called ungodly. Uh, first, you'll find in, in Psalms there is the sinner. Then you'll find uh, uh, there the wolves, the hypocrites, the fools, the dogs the backbiters, and the unbeliever. This is what that God calls ungodly. But we won't talk about the ungodly tonight. I want to talk about the godly. Now listen, uh, before we begin to think, I want you to think about this. There is only two pathways that lies before you. One is God's obedience, and the other is rebellion, and destruction and the pathway that you choose will choose your place in eternity and God gives us children of God a specific things uh, uh, in the first three and we won't, we won't talk about the, uh, the position the pleasure uh, and the promise of God in these three verses that we live and have uh, let's just say the word of God Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of a sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river of waters, and bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. 
Our Father, once again, we call upon your precious and holy sweet name. God, you know I can do nothing without you. God, hide us behind the cross, Lord. God, may I represent you through your Son, Jesus. God, we love him because that you love us. Our Father, we take just a moment. Ask thy blessing upon the pastor and his wife. Family, God, bless the deacons, the choir. And God bless each and every one that has come. And God bless this Bible school. Our Father, that your name would be uplifted and it would uh, touch in the hearts of these young ones, God, to know that there's a better way, there's a better life, there's a better uh, plan for them in the future. God, we thank you for your saving grace. We bow our worthy head, give you glory and honor and praise, God. And we give you this in your precious and holy sweet name. And all of God's children said, Amen. In the position, the first thing he said uh, here, it, it walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. The word counsel means advice. Uh, it could be one person or it could be a group of people that gives advice. And a lot of people don't give the right advice for us to go. Well, and we realize in the book of Exodus from the 16th chapter to the 19th chapter, Moses put up this uh, rebellion within himself, saying, God, I cannot talk plain. God, I can do nothing. What am I going to do? I killed a man, buried him in the sand. I can't go back up there uh, to uh, face the Egyptian, uh, Ramallah, the, the king of that time. Uh, uh, but God said, hey, Moses, look, you just do what I tell you. I will give you counsel to lead my people and what to do in the name of I Am. I'm glad today that God is the great I Am. We look at our governments today, and I'm not on politics, don't get me wrong, tonight, on our politics, but we are to pray that God send the right people to lead us, uh, either to rebuke them, are to remove them from office uh, and serve the people with God the way that we have the liberty to worship God in the power and the spirit and the truth. Did you know as a Christian today you're a minority of the people in the world? Did you know that you're one of the most hated persons in the world today because you claim the name of God? There's 11 major religions uh, out there. But there's only one that serves the true and the living God that's alive and well, able to save, able to keep, able to bless. Uh, the outward man uh, uh, perishes, but the inner man with God uh, is renewed day by day. It's like a good rain uh, there on a good summer day when it's hot. It'll refresh and everything. Even the smell smells good when the rain falls. And after it leaves, uh, so we find we're looking at the councils that we are. Uh, the Bible teaches about uh, principalities uh, and dark places and leaders uh, uh, that are, are against God and against God's people. Do not take counsel with me. Do not walk us uh, uh, there in the council ungodly. Then the second thing he says, uh, there do not say it and the seat of the scornful. Uh, here is another thing we find 
and 1 Corinthians and 5 and 9, uh, uh, there is the company that we keep. There's a lot of young people with the wrong people, and, and you may have been that same, and older people the same way, with the wrong company, things can happen that you didn't mean for them to happen. Uh, but Paul tells us uh, up there in Corinthians, uh, uh, if I can find it right quick, uh, uh, Paul tells us up there uh, in the Scripture, and uh, Corinthians uh, uh, there one, First Corinthians 5 and 9. And he said, I wrote unto you an epistle not to company with fornicators. Then verse 11 said, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, a covenant, a adulterer, a railer, a drunker, extortioner, with such a one not to eat and to be in the same company they are. You know, if you hang around people, and you're not established with God, and they use bad language, subconsciously, you'll pick up that bad language. You'll begin to use that bad language. Sometime, even though I invited a man to church uh, there that I work with. He said, Preacher, I can't come. He said, Why? He said, I can't keep uh, my language down. He said, I even curse when uh, I don't know I'm a cursing. Uh, I said, well, if you turn it over to God uh, and let God save your soul, wash you in the blood, he can cleanse you from that. See, what's wrong? A lot of people are trying to be cleansed, uh, but they haven't been washed in the blood of Christ. We go back. If you don't know uh, the, where you knelt down, in the altar, and give God your heart and life and soul and save you and washed in the blood, it's time you begin to think where you're going to spend eternity. The Bible said, Paul said, I'm running the race. Make it your election sure. Make your calling sure. No, be sound, a shadow now. Where are you going to spend eternity? And you can know these things. Thomas said, Lord, up there in the 14th chapter of John, in the seventh verse, he said, sixth verse, he said, How do we know you go? And, Th- and Jesus said unto Thomas, surnamed Didymus, he said, You know, knoweth, and you know the way. So down in your heart and your soul, you is created into God and your image uh, of Him, uh, of that you know whether you're saved or whether that you're not. You know whether you're a child of God, you know. Uh, where that you stand with God. He's got all seeing eye. He even knows the number of hairs upon her head. He knows all about us. He knows the outcome. He's all Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's all in all. He's anything. He is complete, and you don't need anything else, regardless uh, of what the council says or the company you keep. Uh, uh, then the third verse, uh, uh, he said, Sitteth uh, uh, there, standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the way of the scorn, is company. Now this, my, uh, uh, there is your conversation. Uh, this may hurt a little bit. The Bible teaches us in the writings of James to keep your conversation holy, to keep it uh, the word that you have 
and understanding that there's no doubt where that your position is in the way of serving God. He knew you there. If I want, uh, wanted somebody to pray for me, I wouldn't call upon a lost man. But by the ways of their life and the conversation, I want a man of God or a man that knew God to pray for me. I wanted somebody to touch the prayer bells of heaven and get farther than the roof. So he says here in the first verse, this is the children of God's position. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't take the vice ungodly. All these people mock and ridicule God. Then he said, out there, uh, don't uh, watch your company. Uh, keep away from them uh, out there. Uh, now listen, now, now don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to be mean. You don't have to be mean to people. We love people. We love their uh, uh, soul, but we don't have to like their way. Be good to them. Be nice to them. Show them that God's in you, and they can understand and know that that is a good man. I've heard people say, that's a good woman, that's a good man. I've watched them down the line. They lived there. They had the old saying, so they'd been wanting uh, this family to go to church, uh, uh, and they uh, changed preachers. Uh, and a few Sundays, this family started coming to church. Uh, and uh, uh, one of the others said to her, uh, I'm glad uh, you're coming because uh, we got a new preacher. He said, Oh, no. And she said, oh, no, it's not the preacher. It's Aunt Sally that walked by the house going to church. Rain, sleep, snow, sunshine. She was faithful when the doors opened. She walked every way. Uh, so you see, they were in. Then the next verse in chapter 2 is the pleasure in, in serving God. Oh, I, I couldn't help but shout a little bit uh, today, yesterday, and a little on. As wretched as I am, uh, and I, I'm nobody, really, just a person made out of, of dirt. I'm just dirt that God uh, breathed life in the soul of me. But what I, I get excited about is about God's blessings. Uh, uh, God uh, blesses His children, and He curses those that are not His children. Uh, uh, all they have to do is call on God to believe. And God will answer them. God will never turn them down. He says uh, to them, He that hungry, come unto me, and uh, I will feed you. You are thirsty, come to me. I'll give you everlasting water to drink. Uh, there. He said, I am the bread of life. He is the one that sustains us up there. So the first one that I'd like to look at on this uh, uh, is love. Uh, as you begin to... Uh, uh, the pleasures of God is love. Now, we, we don't love God because that we're so good, but John 1 said we love God because God first loved us. You didn't choose God. God chose you. And that's plain. A lot of people think that they can, uh, uh, heaven won't go on without them. There's going to be a lot of fool people uh, uh, because heaven will go out. Only body that's going in is the redeemed of God. Those that are believers that have been washed in the blood. John said, I saw them. They were wearing robes of white. They was waving the palm leaves. They were coming up the mountain. Who is that, John? These are those that's been to the battle. 
That's you and me and those that lived and lived for God and, and walked and in the time come. Man, there's got to be a better place to go. And God has prepared that better place for you. Love is the same old story. It's an old story. It'll never be told completely. It'll never go dry. It'll always be there. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have that everlasting life. The love of God, all that He went through, the cat of nine tails, the thorns, the cross, the hammering of the nails, the cat of nine tails that tore his skin from his body, those that spat upon him, those that mocked him, but he carried the cross. Why? Because that he loved you, and he loved me so much that he gave his life, that you and I may have life, and then we may have it more abundantly. The love of God, there's no measure. If you, if you can, hold out your hand, uh, there with your hand, and then kindly put your fingers up uh, in your hand. Look in the hollow of that hand. Hey, your servant of God can measure all the water in the hollow, in the palm of his hand. And the Bible says in Isaiah, when that you're safe, he wrote your name in stone in his hand. Oh, my gracious. We're on shouting grounds tonight by the love of God because that He loved you and I. Uh, then the second part we find in Second uh, Timothy 2 and 5, not only to learn the love, uh, uh, but to learn. The Bible says, learn to do well. It says, love those. Uh, learn to love those in the household of faith, uh, the brethren, especially uh, to them. You know who we most treat? Everybody, you know what's happened to our churches from the past? They forgot this verse that God said. They got carried their chip on their shoulders and asked anybody to knock it off. Then they got mad and left and started another church and another church. There's only one living church, and that's God's church. Regardless of the nomination, washed in the blood of the Lamb, believing in Christ, that's the only way to get to heaven. Not the name over the church. Uh, but I believe you are to find a good preacher, a baptizing preacher that baptized with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God that will woo your heart and prick your soul to know that there is a living God and there's a judgment coming unto them. Learn, learn the Scripture. I'm going to uh, tell you this. Uh, uh, somebody said, oh, no, so that long when." Winded preacher going to preach tonight, but you'll find out I'm not as long as Larry Nations uh, uh, some of those others. But anyway, the fellows uh, tell us uh, there in, in the Word of God, when I was just a child uh, uh, there, Timothy said, uh, Study thyself approved. Make thy workmanship known. Rightly dividing the Word. Uh, now, you don't have to be a preacher to divide the Word. Uh, you know right from home, you've got a conscience uh, out there. It's here in the book. There is that directions uh, for us to follow. We have it there to learn to do these things. Uh, Charlie Cope, Uncle Charlie Cope, and Aunt Polly Cope lived in an old house and uh, sat there. They were back in the old time when they had the 
the bathtub, the wash tub hanging on the door outside. Uh, it was old house and then uh, they was good church people going and, and, and those things. But there's a lot of things that's not in the Bible uh, there uh, that you can't. But anything you do, you do it in God's Word and He'll back it up in the Bible. Uh, they used to say cleanliness uh, is next to godliness. That is not in the Bible. You'll not find that in the Scripture. You'll not find the word rapture in the King James Version. But it means called up together. I just call it the rapture. We're going. We're leaving here. We're going to learn to do well. Every tub uh, shall sit on its own bottom. Uh, uh, these are fables. These are wise tales that people had learned and told uh, for the gospel. Know the gospel for one of these days. You live, and if you don't teach it to the children, the only gospel you will have of the Word of God is in with your heart. It's a coming. It's a coming. America, it's a coming. America, terrorists is already here. Uh, God's people is no longer there. I was reading those things there uh, last week uh, in the Baptist Association alone. Now, you may get the point. Did you know, and I don't know how that you do this with regular, did you know that they have lost, in the Baptist, uh, Southern Baptist, they have lost 560 members. They've lost that many. Where did they go to? They left the church and probably going nowhere. You know, the co- I just don't have the time uh, to preach on this covenant here. It says there that when you leave this church or any other church, you need to join another church. How we learn? Do you have family devotion? Do you have your, your prayer meetings at the house where you just pray and have your little studying time? Let me tell you, more you learn about God, the more that you can love Jesus uh, and the more that he can bless you and use you. Love and learn. Oh, I like this life and live. We find in the book of Acts, uh, chapter uh, 17 and verse 28, it says that we, for in him we live and move and have our being, as certainly also your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Hey, what did Paul say in Galatians? You are no more servants, but you're our sons and daughters to the kingdom of God. Hell, I shout down myself. Shout that we have those things that we have. Now, I'm going to give you three more. So we talked about the position. We talked about the pleasure of serving God. I want to talk about the promise. And I can't go over all the promises tonight. Oh, yeah, you can't hardly turn the page. You can, the promises of God. And you know, I, I'm getting here. I'm not as old as some of you. And uh, I'm older than some of you. But you can't outgive God. No matter what you give, you can outgive God. God don't want your possession. He wants you. He wants your soul created in Him to tell the lost in the dying world there's a heaven to gain and a hell to turn away from tonight. Number one, in the promises, truth. 
Now, I, I'm not a fruit inspector, but I know what a, a fruit is. I know apple trees can't grow on the orange tree. And I know that now they do a lot of grafting. Strawberry can't be a blueberry. Corn can't be a potato. You folks know that. The fruit is, is what that is growing from the branches is that fruit. Now, I want to give you this. And the Bible says in these nine things that I'm going to give you, there is no law against them. Write it down. Look it up when you get home. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. He said that there a love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and tempers, there is no law of nature, no law of man-made, but this is the law of God. There's nothing can stand against it. Oh, I, I say, you know, when I, when I think about this word's temper, I used to have a temper. I wouldn't mind if I had a circus on. I'd come home any night to black out. At a time. I had a hard time controlling my temper. But you can control your temper. Number one, be angry, but sin not. That'll take care of it. Just think about it. Clear your head. Engage your mind before you think. Or speak. You can control it by not getting angry. Louisa wouldn't let me whip our children when I was angry. And when I was younger, my mama wouldn't let my dad. As a matter of fact, my dad would give me one whooping in my life. But you can look at me now and see it. One leg is shorter than the other. Before my mama held my arm up like that and whooped by the arm and whooped me every day. And still didn't get enough of whooping. Opportunities that God gives us to be a fruit. Now, we're going to move on. This is what I want to leave with you right here. Would you eat a rotten tree? When my bananas get fed, I don't like them. My daddy says I eat green bananas. He didn't want them with but when the apple begins to get bad places in it and you open it up in the core and rot, no matter where you cut that piece of apple, there's a, a taste of rottenness in it. Rotten. God kills it. God does not make rotten fruit. You are unique. You are beautifully made. You're made in the image of God, and there's only one like you, even though you've got several brothers and sisters may look similar to you, but there's only one you. Number two is fold. And the Bible says in verse 3, they were not with you. What do you think about fold? When I need a shade, I'm not going to a barren tree. I want some tree that's got some big leaves on it to get a shake. And you know what my wife calls them leaves? And a lot of people like that. 
she says it's him, God will save us. She liked it when they moved, but she didn't like it. God will save us. Foolish, green, foolish, thine, and those things that have. Then the future we find that we have there in those things. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 92, verse uh, 13 through 15, I think. 12 through 15. I won't let you go home and look this up. We're going to close right here just in a second. The foliage, the fruit, and the future. This is the children of God's future. And when you're depressed, when you're down and out, things are not going your way, turn to Psalms 92, 12 through 15. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedars in Lebanon. What is he saying here? It's like the cedars in Lebanon. You are an upright person. Righteous means that you're right uh, with God, you're right with others, and you're right with you. That's what righteousness is. That's how that you have a great formula and the evergreen tree. Lebanon, the palm tree is coming. Have you ever seen a crooked palm tree? You know, by the water, every tree's got a taproot. That's the main root. They got several roots. But the taproot goes down into the ground, and it goes down, down until it finds water. And if a tree don't have no water from the taproot, it'll soon die. And it feeds all these other roots around it. And it makes it go. What an opportunity. Then be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. How many of you went to the job today? Got up this morning. Had a cup of coffee. Had some breakfast. Had a sandwich for dinner. Packed a cracker or a dough. And had, uh, I know you had something to eat. Because the church told you. And they didn't. What an opportunity. God's people is always as kind and with meekness with one another. Flourish in the ground. Oh, I'm blessed. God has blessed me. He blessed me with a good woman for 46 years. Boy, she can cook. She can make a big biscuit. I went to the doctor the other day, and he was talking about my diabetes. I just want to throw this in. He said, preacher, said, what are you eating? He said, you and J.D. Grant's going to have to go on a diet, he said. He said, what do you eat? What do you have for breakfast? Oh, I said, oh, I have a, a biscuit covered in gravy. I have a ham or sausage biscuit next, and then I have a jelly biscuit. I have three breakfasts for breakfast. And he said, my Lord, no wonder your sugar's so high. God has blessed me. I weighed 260 pounds, now I weigh 189 pounds. I'm just diabetic now. 
Yeah, yeah, we're right there. Oh, bless you. I'm, I'm blessed. Just look at me and say, I'm blessed. Just say to yourself, I'm blessed. God has blessed you. God has blessed old Savannah. All the good things I've been hearing about it, all the good things that happened. Now listen, this verse 14 pertains to me. They shall still bring forth fruit in their old age. <laughs> Amen. They shall be fat and flourishing. There's no place. Somebody, somebody picked a word up. I got, I was 22 years, going on 23 years and something there. My life changed. And 44 years I had four churches without a breath. Until the last two years, my health got bad. The health that I couldn't go. Somebody started the rumor that I was retired. I said, I may be retarded, but I'm not retired. There's nowhere in the work of God that there is retirement until we reach the final strand to that final place of harvest. We're going to bring forth fruit. You know, to show that the Lord is upright. He's my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him there. I hope I've said something tonight that will bless you. I'm no singer, but we're going we're gonna to do a little song, and you're going to sing along with me. My wife's got a hand over her ear, got a hand. And it's an old familiar song that you sang. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Brother Pastor, for this opportunity. I, I get excited when I get to go represent my Jesus. I may be retarded, but God has blessed us. We we preached in South Carolina, Georgia. We preached in North Carolina, North Carolina. We have a good time. There's no place to retire. God always gives us a place. May God love you. Remember, you are the godly. You're God's children. Matter of fact, Paul said, you are ambassadors. An ambassador is a person that's Gone to a far country, representing their country. Hey, we're we're just passing through here. We're not washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're citizens of the heavenly home, the heavenly place.